commandments we can get. The Ten Commandments. No other gods before. That's a good one. Do you have a pen or something I can use? I'm going to mark these off as she gets them. Does anybody have a pen? Wait, I, there. Okay. So what did you say? No other gods before me. Okay, so we got that one. Honor your father and your mother. Now that's the first one that had a promise with it. What was that promise? You live long on the earth and your days will be, be long. Okay, and, and so forth. Okay, so we've got two of them. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Very good. All right. So do what? Okay. And so that's, that's uh, we'll put that under number one. That's, that's good. You'll have no other gods before me. So that's excellent. Very good. Who said that? Karen. Okay. Who said that last one? You. Oh, that was Judy. Okay. All right. Very good. So we still have seven to go. You'll kill. Shall not kill. Actually, that really means you'll do no murder. But that's fine. All right. Now, not commit adultery. Now, what is it? Does anybody know what adultery is? Yeah, having sexual relations with someone you're not married to when, when you're married. All right. You're not going to steal, all right? Doing good. Dale, come on. Give me one. And we already had that. Oh, oh you were out. Okay, you were outside. Okay, we'll give you a pass on that. You're, okay, okay. Uh, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. So no idols. That was number two. Good, very good. Excellent, Dale. Good job. Okay, now we, let's see, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, we've got three, three left. Not covet. What does it mean to covet? Does anybody know? All right, want something really badly that somebody else has. Okay, so now we've got two more to go. Don't bear false witness. So we could, how could we sum that up? Not lying, okay? And then we've got one more. Now we got to steal. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh my God. Did we just take the name of the Lord in vain? Jesus. Did we take the name of the Lord in vain? No, we did, didn't we? I think we can fall into that one real easy. Oh my God. We did, we did didn't we? Yeah. Now, do you want, does anybody want to get these in order? <laughs> Let me just sum them up for you. You'll have no other gods before me. That was number one. Number two, you'll not, no idols. Okay? You know, anytime you put anything ahead of God, that's an idol. And we oftentimes think an idol is, you know, in the Old Testament, they'd build like a golden calf and worship it. But really, anytime you let anything become more important to you than God, that's an idol in your life, isn't it? Not take the name of the Lord in vain. And then number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, that's the first four in order. Now, those first four, it's good to review these, isn't it? The first four, 
we would say it this way, our God word. God word. You know what I mean by that? Toward God. Having no other gods before me. No, no idols. Uh, not taking his name in vain. Keeping the Sabbath day holy. That's all unto the Lord. The next six are what we would call man word. How we treat our fellow man. Like honor your father and your mother. Not murdering, not committing adultery, not stealing, not lying or coveting. All have to do with the way we would treat man. So the first four have, has to do with the way we would treat God. And the next six have to do with how we would treat men. And of course these ten commandments are the summation of the law. There was more to the law than the ten commandments. But the ten commandments are a summation. You know what summation means, right? A summary of the law. Now, I said all that to say this. Actually, when you come over into the ministry of Jesus, he sums the Ten Commandments up, or he says they can be summed up in two. In two. Does anybody know, Paulette? Love the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. Did she get that right? Let's go to scripture on that and see. I think she got that right. Matthew 22, verse 35. How can we sum the 10 up? I mean, because really, remembering 2 is a lot easier than 10, isn't it? I mean, we, we, we got all 10 of them, but it took us a little while. But we got them. And you did very good, by the way. You did very good. I'm so proud of you. You did very good. But 2, isn't two, how many would rather remember 2 things for a test than 10? Okay, so let's so so if we all those ten are summed up in two. Let's read this Matthew twenty two thirty five. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, testing him and saying, "Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law?" Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God." With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So everything that the law and the prophets, Moses and all the prophets had to say, the foundation of it, all of it hangs on verse 37, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. That sums it up, doesn't it? Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind and loving your neighbor as yourself. So all the ten are summed up in those two, aren't they? But how many of you would rather remember just one thing for the test than even two things? This is getting better, isn't it? I don't know. I've had some students before and when I taught math years ago at the college level you know they had trouble remembering one thing some of them 
But most of them were pretty smart. But would you rather remember one thing, two things, or ten things? One thing. And do you know the one thing is the golden rule? What is the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. Now let me, let me show you. And in fact, does anybody know where in the gospel accounts, what verse we find the golden rule? Because let me ask you this. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What verse is that? John 3.16. Excellent. That's the most famous verse, and that's really the most important one, because that's the one you get saved on. Miss hell, make heaven, right? But where is the golden rule found? Does anybody know? We know John 3.16, but you know it's in there. Okay, where would it be? I'm not, I'm, this is a good little test here today. Matthew, okay. Yes, I do, I do, because I looked it up before I came. I, well, I would rather I would rather that you be able to know it than know the scripture reference because that's that's more important than the scripture reference. What is it? Well, you, you got to close. Well, I have Matthew seven twelve. Am I right? Okay. All right. So the golden rule. Who? What did now? What did you say? Luke's, now that might be Luke. What does Luke six thirty one say? It might be Luke's account of it. It's, you're probably right. What is Luke six? What was Luke six thirty one? All right, you want to read it to me? Luke six. Just as you want men to do to you, do also unto them likewise. Well, there's Luke's account of it. Now, now Matthew's account of it is in Matthew seven twelve. So let's look at that one. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. For this is the what? The law and the prophets. Now, uh, Ed, leave that up there, please. But, so leave that one there. Excellent. Does, does Mark, have, let's see, we looked up what? Luke and Matthew. Does Mark, is it in Mark? Does anybody know? I'm just curious. The golden rule, is it in Mark? Okay, well, that's okay. Mark may not have accounted it. So that's fine. But let's look at this right here. Matthew 7:12 and Luke 6:31. So mark those somewhere or make mental note of it. The golden rule. I like the way Matthew says it. Because we just read and leave that there please. What do we just read? We read back in Matthew that that we need to love God with what? All of our heart, soul, mind and strength. Is that right? And so forth. And love your neighbor, or do uh, love your neighbor as yourself. He said back there, on these two, hang all the law and the prophets. But here, in Matthew seven twelve, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the what, the law and the prophets. Now, did Jesus contradict himself? No, I mean because he just said, honor God. And do unto others and all of that. He said, that's the law and the prophets. But here he said, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. This is the law and the prophets. So he narrowed it down to one. Now, do you know why I believe that we can narrow it down to one? You want me to tell you, don't you? I better have an answer. And I do. 
who is easier to love? Your neighbor or God? Oh, yeah. And you know there's a lot of people that, oh, God, I love you. I love you with all of my heart. And then they'll turn right around and treat their neighbor like dirt. Is that right? Now, is that right? It is the truth. So, look at 1 John 4.20. Look at this. Look at what 1 John 4.20 says. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother. Have you ever seen anybody do that? I know I have. I love you, Lord. But then you hate your brother or your sister or your fellow man. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a what? He's a liar. For he, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? That's sobering, isn't it? So if we can truly love our neighbor as ourselves, and if we can truly do unto others, what's the golden rule? Do unto others the way you'd have them do unto you. If you can do that with a good and a right heart, on that one commandment hangs the other nine. On that one commandment hangs the law and the prophets. The what? The golden rule. What is the golden rule? Do unto others the way you would have them do unto you. And if you can do that with a good and a right heart... Because that's the hardest thing to do. If you can do that, then you can love God. And when you've got that, all the Ten Commandments are summed up. And really there's one word that sums everything up. You want to narrow it down to one word. It starts with an L. It ends with an E. Oh, it's what? Love. And it's the God kind of love. Does anybody know the Greek word for the God kind of love? Agape. Unconditional love. How do you sum up the Ten Commandments in one word? The God kind of love. Now it was worth coming just to get that, wasn't it? So the one word is what? Love. What is the one commandment, the golden rule, which is do unto others the way you'd have them do unto you? And that, the law and the prophets hang on that. And then, of course, you're doing that, you're going to be able to love God and keep Him first. You okay? And then those other, those other, the other nine will just fall right. You see, if you love me, you won't steal from me. If you love me, you won't lie about me. If you love me, you won't covet what I have. You'll be happy for me that I have it. If you love me, you won't, you won't have an affair with my wife. Right? And you couldn't anyway because she wouldn't give you the time of day in that, would you? I know she wouldn't. I'm just teasing. If you love me, you won't kill me, will you? Or murder me. Is that right? And did Jesus say if you, if you hate, you're on the same level as a... Murder. See, so if you love, you don't have to worry about 
Boy, we've, we've got a whole bunch of learn. Like Gomer Pyle would say, we've got a whole bunch of learning done right here. How many remembers Gomer Pyle? A whole bunch of learning. Or no, that'd be Jed Clampett would say that. A whole bunch of learning. Does anybody remember Jed and Jethro? And... Now, having said that, we could go home right now and be blessed. But let me just take, go on a couple more minutes. We read uh, Matthew's account where they were questioning Jesus about which is the greatest commandment. Remember that? Let's go to Luke. Luke 10. And let's look at Luke's account of this. Because in Matthew's account, they asked Jesus a question. A lawyer did, testing him. Which is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said in Matthew. See, you have to put Matthew, Mark, and Luke together. See, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic gospels. They have many of the same accounts. And then John, his gospel account covers some things that the other three didn't. And that's why Matthew, Mark, and Luke are often studied together. They're called the synoptic gospels. And uh, but so so you need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to get the the full story. But John doesn't cover this, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke do. Look at Luke ten twenty five, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? If somebody asked you that, what would you say? Believe on. The Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be. Okay. Now we know that. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So this fellow answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, your neighbor as yourself. So that's that's. What we saw in Matthew's account. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to what? Justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And then Jesus gives him the parable of the Good Samaritan, which we won't cover here today. But you know, people always want to justify themselves. Don't they? And do you know how people always try to justify themselves, make themselves right with God? By keeping the law. Did you know what religion will teach you? Religion will teach you, keep the law and you'll be right with God. But the Bible will teach you, get right with God and then you'll be able to keep the law. Did you get what I just said? Religion will teach you, keep the law and you'll be right with God. The Bible teaches, get right with God through faith in Jesus and then you'll be able to keep the law. Did you get that? Did you or did you not? I'm going to go over it again because some people I don't think got it. Religion says keep a bunch of rules and regulations. Religion tells you keep the Ten Commandments. Did we cover those today? Religion will keep those, and if you keep all of those, every last one of them, keep them all, and then you'll be right with God. But the Bible says, 
get right with God through faith in Jesus, and then you'll be able to keep the law. Did you know if you study the Bible, nobody in and of themselves is capable of keeping the law? Did you know what the Bible said? It said that if you, if you keep like those Ten Commandments, if you keep all nine of them and you just miss one, that you're condemned to hell. Did you know that? It's like taking a hundred question test. You got all 99 right, but you missed one. And you get an F and you're sent to hell. Isn't that horrible? But it's what the Bible teaches. But the Bible also has good news. Jesus came, took the test for us, took all 100 questions. He got them all right. He made an A. And when we place our faith in him, guess what? We're credited with the, with the A. Did you get that? So I'm going to go over this again. Religion teaches you, keep the rules and you'll be right with God. Isn't that what religion teaches? And we're not even capable of doing that because of Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden and the sin nature. We're not even capable of doing that. Keep all the rules and you'll be right with God. The Bible says get right with God and then you'll be able to keep the rules. The Spirit empowers you to keep the rules. That, now that goes, that goes against our... Because we think, well, if I'm just good enough, I can work my way to heaven. You can't. Nobody can. The only one that could do that was Jesus, and he did it. He made the perfect score. When we place our faith in him, then we're justified. Then we're declared righteous. Is that right? And then, and then does, do we get saved so that we can just live any way we want? No. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. No. What, why do we get saved? So that we're empowered to keep the rules and regulations. Is that right? Be pleasing to God. Did you get that? Now, with that said, look at this again. Look at verse 29, Luke 10, 29. What did this man want to do? He wanted to justify himself. He was testing the Lord. It's interesting, as you, and we're going to read Mark's account of this, but it's interesting as you read the account of where they came and they questioned Jesus along these lines about these commandments. It, it, because in, in, in two of the accounts, uh, uh, Jesus gives the answers. And in one of the accounts, one of the crowd members gives the answers. And so you say, well, is there a contradiction in the... No, I, I, what I think happened, you've got to put them all together, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Apparently there was probably two people questioning him. And, 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 and it appears to me as we read uh, Mark's account here in just a moment, one of them had a good and a right heart. The other one was just trying to be a smart aleck. Now, if you've never taught a class, you wouldn't know this, but I've taught many classes over the years, and I've had some smart alecks in the class, you know, and they're just trying to question me and trying to catch me and put me on the spot and prove me wrong or something like that. They get a kick out of that, you see. And I think that's what this lawyer was doing. And uh, he wanted to just justify himself. But look at Mark 12, verse 28. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Then one of the scribes came to him. So, so apparently, it, it, as I read it, there was a lawyer and a scribe. Some people argue it was the same person. But I don't think it was because, like I said, in one case, 
Jesus gives the answers, the, those two commandments. In, in the other case, the, the, the fella gives the answer. So w- without getting into the particulars of it, let's just read Mark 12:28. Then one of the scribes came, having heard him reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And now here, see, Jesus answers here. And he says, the first commandment is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. How many of you know there's one God? Manifest in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Jesus is the second member of the Trinity, all of that. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first commandment. So we've talked about that. The second's like it. You'll love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, so this guy apparently had a good and a right heart. That's why I think there was two people questioning him. Now, I could be wrong, but nonetheless, you're getting the essence of, if nothing else, you know what the first, the the two most important commandments are, right? Honoring God, loving him, and your neighbor as yourself. But now watch this, now watch this. This is very interesting. Then Jesus saw that, when he saw that he answered wisely, he said to them, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Now, that other guy that wanted to try to justify himself, now see, he was way away from the kingdom of God. Because when you try to justify yourself, you're miles away from the kingdom of God. But this guy here, Jesus said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Think about that. In other words, Jesus was saying to him, you are very close to where you need to be. You're not there yet, but you're very close. So wait a minute. This guy here is acknowledging to love the Lord with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said you're close. But you're not there yet. You're not far. Think about that. What did Jesus mean by that? I I can tell you what he meant. That man was standing looking at what he at who he needed to get into the kingdom of God. He was real close to Jesus. Do you know what the law, if the law is handled properly, you know what the law will always do? It will bring you right up to Jesus Christ. But the law can't save you. All it can do is bring you and stare you face to face with the Lord Jesus. Did you hear what I just said? See, the law was given to show us how sinful we are. That's why the Ten Commandments were given. Ten Commandments was given to curb sin, all right, but it was given to show us that we need a Savior. And see, people try to use the Ten Commandments to save themselves by keeping them when they can't. You can't and I can't in and of ourselves. But what the Ten Commandments do is they bring us face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the law does. It brings us face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus was saying here. Yes, you've got the commandments, but you're still not there. You're you're not far from the kingdom of God. You got the commandments. What did these commandments do? They brought this man face to face with the Lord Jesus. Now all he had to do was believe on the Lord Jesus and accept him. 
you get that? Did you or didn't you? In case you didn't, I want you to go to Galatians, the third chapter. And I'm going to start midway through the 21st verse. Galatians 3.21, I'm going to start midway through the 21st verse. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. You see that? What did that just say? There is no commandment. All of those ten we read and the top two, there's none of them that can give everlasting life. Okay? Because it said right there, if righteousness would have been by the law, if there, it says, for if there had been a law given which could have given life, then righteousness would have been by the law. And Jesus wouldn't have had to die on the cross, see. But that wasn't possible. Look, but the scripture has confined all under what? Sin. That the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who, what? Believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our what? Our what? Our what? Our tutor, our schoolmaster, our instructor. And what was the purpose of the law? To bring us to... We saw an example of it, didn't we? That fellow we just read about, that Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. But what did the law do? It brought that person right to Christ. Now that lawyer, see that lawyer, it brought him to Christ, but he was just trying to justify himself. This other fellow looked like he had a good and right heart. Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. What did that fellow have to do? All he had to do is believe on Jesus. And now he's in the kingdom. Right? See, look at verse 24 again. Galatians 3.24. Therefore the law was our tutor, our schoolmaster, our instructor. What is the purpose of the Ten Commandments? What's the purpose? To bring us to Christ that we might be justified by what? By faith. Not by keeping the rules and regulations, but by faith in Jesus Christ. See, that fellow that we read about, that lawyer, he wanted to justify himself by keeping the rules. But this other guy, Jesus said to him, you're not far off. His heart was right. The law brought him to Jesus. He's looking at the ultimate answer. You see that? And what did the verse say here? That we, what does the law do? It brings us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. By keeping the rules or by faith? By faith. And then verse 25 says, but after faith has come, we're no longer under a tutor. In other words, you'd agree that in the new covenant, we're not under law, we're under grace. But does that mean we can live as lawbreakers? No. When you're under grace, you're empowered to keep the law. Does that save you? No. It's just something that a a believer is going to do, keep the law. Is that right? If you really are born again and the Lord's in your heart, that you're going to have a desire to keep the law and God will empower you through the Holy Spirit to keep it. Again, what does religion teach us? Religion teaches us keep the rules and that'll save you. But what does the Bible teach? The Bible says get saved through faith in Jesus and then the Spirit of God will empower you to what? Keep the rules. 
And I'm going to close. I'm going to throw you a curveball, Ed. I've got a scripture I want to go to and we'll close. Go to Matthew 19. Now, with what I just said, Matthew 19, 16, let's, let's leave here with a little test here. We started with a test. We'll end with a test. The rich young ruler. Now, with everything I've told you, we ought to be able to work our way through this fellow here and see if he got saved or not. Now, behold, one came and said to Jesus, good teacher. Now, notice, what did he call Jesus? He called him a good teacher. Now, was Jesus a good teacher? Certainly. Yes. Yes. Okay. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Then notice what Jesus says in the next verse. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good. No one, no one is good but one that is God. Now, so I don't forget in a minute, I'm going to tell you now. See, is it enough to see Jesus as a good teacher? Will that save you just seeing him as a good teacher or a good prophet or a good man? No, you have to see Jesus as, as God, as Lord. Is that right? So this guy, now he's looking at Jesus and he sees him as a good teacher, okay? And then Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. All right, next verse. So he said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. So is he quoting him the Ten Commandments? Okay, next verse. Honor your father, your mother, and you, shall, and, and, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So he's quoting him the commandments. Next verse, please. The young man said to him, all these I have kept from my youth. Now, can anybody keep them all? Now, he thinks he has. He says, what do I still lack? Next verse. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Hmm. Next verse. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Do you know what Jesus was trying to get him to see? See, this fellow thought he had kept all the law, didn't he? All these things have I kept from my youth. Why did Jesus tell him to sell what you have and give to the poor? Why did, what was, see, Jesus always goes to the root of the matter. Jesus was trying to point out to this young fellow who thought he had kept all the rules and regulations. Jesus was trying to get him to see that this young man hadn't even kept the first one. Which is, God is first. And this man's, God wasn't first. What was first in his life? Money. Riches. Do you see that? So you see, what did the law do though? The law really, all these rules and regulations, brought this man to who? To Jesus. Brought him to Jesus. Brought him to Christ. And then he says, he wanted to justify himself. What, what, what must I do? You could see that about him. I kept, I've kept them all. And really he hadn't kept the first one. Did he ever see it though? He didn't see it. 
He never saw Jesus as anything more than, or anyone more than a what? A good teacher. You see that? The law brought him to Christ. This man never saw Jesus as any more but a good teacher. And he walked away from him. And we have no record that he ever turned around and came back. And unless he did somewhere down the road, the Bible is clear. Where did he go? He went to hell. Isn't that sad? But he was keeping all the rules. And those rules brought him to Christ, face to face with the living Christ. Just because you're brought face to face with him doesn't mean you're going to believe on him and receive him. Some do and most don't because he said broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way. Is that right? And he never saw him as any more than a good teacher. We have to see him as Christ. What will the law do? The law will bring you to who? To Christ. And then we must believe on him. And then we get justified. Then we get declared righteous. Then we get saved. And then as a result, then we'll be able to keep the law. Did you get anything out of this today? It was simple, but it was pretty profound, wasn't it? Sometimes those are the best kind, aren't they? Let's stand. Of course, if you need prayer for anything, there'll be some men and women up here after the service. You'll be able to come up and... I'll be able to pray with you. We're having goodies out there, so that'll be good. Try to stay if you can. And let's just have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the law, purpose of it. It points out to us that in and of ourselves, we can't measure up, but... The gospel is the good news. And that law brings us to you, to Jesus, that we might be saved. And then once we're saved and the Spirit of God is within us, then he empowers us to keep the law and to live pure, clean, holy lives, pleasing unto you, which is our spiritual worship and our reasonable sacrifice. So we thank you for your word here today. We give you all the honor and the glory for it. And we trust that you would empower us with the teaching that we've heard here today to go out and be all that we can be for you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, love on one another and go have some goodies. We'll see you next time.